Welcome everybody back to West Vancouver Podcast. We haven't had anybody this famous on the mic with us for a while. I am so honored and so privileged to have, I'm going to call her a friend because I'm so lucky to be able to know her this way, the amazing, super spectacular, well she's a super beautiful monster, that's her words, the amazing (laughs) artist, singer, um, musician, Biff Naked. Biff, welcome. Oh, we are friends, and we go back. We go way back, Kat. It's so fun. I love it, you know, and I I love uh, the magazine, obviously, and, of course, now the podcast. And what you guys have always done uh, with with, uh, the community has just been incredible. It's always fun to keep up um, with what's going on. You've always had your ear to the ground and looking glamorous while doing it. So it's a thrill for me. I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be on your show. Oh my God. Well, the glamorous doesn't even come close when we hold you up to the light here. You're always looking good. You're always up to something as well. And those words mean so much to me coming from someone like you. Now, we ran into each other here just recently. You were in town in Vancouver and you were here to help support the Canadian Cancer Society, our BC Yukon Division held their gala. And you are our star performer of the night. And we kind of get, whenever we manage to get you on stage, we get way more than just an entertainment portion and your beautiful music. We get you and the real person behind it because you've got a lot to say and I've always loved your philosophies and the way you think and your positivity you share so much more than music on the stage now you yourself are a cancer survivor Biff how did that whole experience coming to gala feel for you to have such a connection with not only being a performer part of it but the fact that you could really understand what everybody in the room was trying to do Oh, it was amazing. It was such an honor for me to be asked this year. Of course, um, the Daffodil Ball Gala has been, um, you know, virtual online for two years because of the pandemic. And they are famous, you know, 25, 26 years uh, strong now. They're famous for raising uh, wonderful amounts of money for cancer research and the facility. They have the beautiful lodge, which I was lucky enough to get a tour of. Uh, on Friday, and it was a real full circle moment for me, Kat, because um, there is a a wall uh, and a a section dedicated to Lena's Dream, and and if you Google Lena's Dream or go on the Canadian uh, Cancer Society of BC Yukon website, you will find more information about it, and I met Lena, I knew Lena, um, you know, when she was still very much alive and in treatment around the same time that I was. And um, it's because of Lena that I went into palliative care volunteering. Uh, She was one of the first patients that I ever uh, was uh, fortunate enough to go and visit when she was still in Eagle Ridge Hospital. Uh, So I got goosebumps and, uh, you know, the famous Meg Brown and Jennifer Traub uh, were lovely enough the the co-chairs yeah yeah and they gave me a tour and uh and it was a real emotional moment for me uh so i felt really uh just you know just honored to be able to be at the gala and uh and hopefully i can do it again another year i just i just loved it it was an amazing energy uh the polygon gallery in north vancouver was just uh resplendent you know it was wonderful (laughs) the food was amazing 
Um, it was amazing. It, it was a it was wonderful good. Night. Yeah, it was good. Now, Lena's dream, of course, you're referencing. Um, Lena herself was a breast cancer. Um, sufferer survivor well she fought for breast cancer of course yeah and her fund yes. is towards helping women in particular that they don't have to go through something quite as horrible as as waking up and discovering you've got cancer which is pretty horrible enough right That's there right. so right. this focus of the this particular gala and of course you're lending your music to it so i've got to say most people know you from your music and they often go who is Biff Naked? You know, like they, they know you, they know your music, but let's rewind. How did you assemble Biff Naked? How did you grow up to become this super famous, fabulous rock star music legend in Canada? Tell us where it all began. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I am a performing arts kid. Uh, my parents were uh, just regular academics who put their three daughters in ballet and uh, and theater and uh, spoken poetry arts festivals like uh, like a lot of arts festivals across Canada and um, I just really loved it. My sisters kind of dropped out of it and went on different paths and being mothers and 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 going into science and whatnot. But I really loved the performing arts, uh, so I think that it's always been. Uh, in my blood and kind of in university fell into being uh, in a punk rock band uh, as a vocalist and I had no plans at all no training no plans to be a singer <laughs> at all and of course it I always say you didn't didn't require a lot of talent to be in a punk rock band you just needed to have a lot of heart and uh, it just kind of kept happening I always thought I would go back to university but Year after year, tour after tour, it just kept going, and eventually I became a solo artist. Biff Naked was already a nickname that I had had uh, from the early days. Uh, I was about 18. Biff is a nickname for Beth, and Biff Naked was the punk rock stage name that I kind of uh, donned uh, because all the guys had you know, provocative stage name in the punk <laughs> rock band. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that one had to set me apart as uh, one of the only girls at the time. So, and it's been amazing. You know, I love what I do. Uh, I've been very, very lucky in my career to be able to just keep going year after year. Naturally, the pandemic has really thwarted a lot of our performance plans, but we have been uh, continuing to work on, uh, I've got a poetry book, and uh, we had been writing a new record, which we still anticipate putting out. Wow. Well, you're always you're always incredibly busy and always incredibly creative. Now, two or three things here There's piled a lot in there. The first is um, university. Um, hello. Aren't you like a doctor of something all of a sudden? For someone who didn't have time for school, that one worked out pretty well, didn't it? I think you've got to tell us about this. Are you not an honorary doctorate? Now, the University of Fraser Valley bestowed this upon you not so long ago, and that seems to round out things pretty well. What was it like speaking to all the class, grad class, in, in honor of your honorary degree? Well, you know what? It was just such a joy. My uh, my dad was still alive um, in 2013 when the University of Fraser Valley uh, was generous enough to give me an honorary degree in letters. Um, and uh, so he was very proud. 
Of course, uh, we Aww. lost him to, to prostate cancer. My parents were both uh, academics. They both had uh, master's degrees in public health. My father was a dentist and a professor. And wow. so this year, uh, well, in 2020, I was um, lucky enough to get an honorary degree from SFU in fine arts. And finally, we'll be able to uh, do the convocation ceremony in person, which will be at the beginning of May. Um, so it's just... You know, it's uh, it's a joy for me, uh, anyways, even to be alive. <laughs> so never <laughs> mind, uh, you know, being able to have any accolades like this. It just makes uh, makes my mother so proud, and that's just for me. I could die happy. You know that part of it, and then again, when you say about your creativity, here's here's something people maybe don't know a lot about because your music is so upfront with in everyone's mind. You're also an actor now compare those two for me how do you like acting versus music are they kind of one in the same can you harmonize them together do they play an equally important role in your life what do you like to act tell us tell us what you've been in and what you'd like to do more of well you know i uh, in i would say it was uh the early 2000s i was in a couple feature films and i enjoyed it immensely um, Nicholas Lee was my co-star along with nice. Lao Ching Wan in uh, Lunch with Charles. And then another uh, film I was able to do was called, uh, was with um, Crystal Dublé. And uh, it was just, um, you know, it was just fun. It really was. And uh, <laughs> I think that my first love will always be performing and live performance right. uh, and being in a band. And now I don't do as much uh, acting and roles like that. And I always uh, joke that I, you know, I'm getting older, so my memory <laughs> might not be my memory might not be that great. And if I have to memorize lines well, then I usually don't want to do it just in case I can't remember. <laughs> the pressure, the pressure, even when the cameras are rolling and the audience is not in the room is, is a different kind of pressure. That's for right. Sure. Well, fortunately, you've gone down in the music history canons here as, um, let's face it, it was Super Beautiful Monster, the album that did it all. Your big hit, of course, which you will, and I hear this, it's a complaint, but it's not really. It's a kind of affectionate complaint that I hear from musicians and artists that I interview. Oh, God, I have to sing my hit song. I have to sing it or the crowd will not talk to me. And of course, your one of your big hit songs was I Love Myself Today, which is still one of my mega all-time favorites as well. I oh, do. I really, you. I want you to sing it every time I see you. I'm sorry. It's true. That's okay. <laughs> so, and you know what? I love to do it. And I love singing it. We do it as the finale every single show. And I, I swear I always will because it, it leaves everybody on a high note. Really, it does. And it's just, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun to sing, and uh, and yeah, there's uh, it's a recognizable song for people. They like singing the words back, and uh, it, it enables us to go out on a, a real high. We can rock out to that song. It is it is a, a positive, high energy song, and in fact, I sense a lot of um, things in there. Like you, you are ahead of the curve. Everybody's into body positivity now and, and, and loving themselves, but it wasn't a big thing. You know, we were talking about it. We were talking about it. I think you really amplified that message and told everybody, hey, and in a traditional punk kind of influence style as well, you, you said, we're going to be loud. We're going to be proud. And 
you started off, I think, a whole lot of um, ideas that now everybody has grasped onto. We've all kind of got this now. And I would dare say that your song and your music contributed highly to the development of these ideas. Where do you think we are in the world right now in terms of this, all this new, new ideas that we think about, all this new things that are coming out? And music always leads the way, don't you find, towards social change? Oh, absolutely. Just like in the 60s or even 50s. Um, nothing's really changed in that regard. Um, protest music has always been at the forefront of the billboard charts. And, um, you know, it's not uh, not just love songs. I think young people today are very interested in social justice. They're interested in climate justice. And uh, definitely music and the arts will always reflect that. Now you are, you are, I mean, we're still categorizing everybody in the world a little bit. So you are a woman in music and that traditionally, traditionally has been a different, a different ride than most people. It can be hard. I've talked to Anne and Nancy Wilson, of course, and they explain, you know, that's the one question they get over and over. They're kind of sick of answering it actually, but I think it's an important question to ask. How does a woman in music survive today? Do you think it's gotten easier? Do you think it's gotten harder Give us some advice. Give us a little peek into your past as to what it was like for you. Well, I think, honestly, that um, my generation, so I guess Generation X, if you will, uh, I think that we were uh, still taking the brunt of uh, all the garbage treatment. <laughs> sure, It, was, it yeah. was very misogynistic <laughs> and sexist, but we had no choice uh, except to roll with it. We just had to roll with it and, uh, and just carry on. And if we wanted to, you know, be considered half as good, we had to rock twice as hard. And I think as a result of that, uh, it really made us tough and it made us very, very resilient. Uh, we all had to develop coping techniques like having a sense of humor um, oh, yes. and, and being very <laughs> flexible and just kind of being a little more easygoing. And I'm not sure uh, that that is available to young women today. Uh, you know, there's uh, a lot of young bands uh, who will, I guess, you know, if they don't feel the audience is being polite to them, they will stop the show and leave the stage. And wow. I can't, I can't get behind that at all. <laughs> I manage young artists here wow. in Canada, and uh, that would never fly. I would, unless you know, they were uh, in danger uh, in any way. But I didn't have that. Uh, opportunity. We were not allowed to stop the show. Uh, so as a result, we would make a lot of jokes and uh, and the show must go on, as they say. And, you know, uh, the older I get, uh, the more easygoing I am, truthfully. And, uh, <laughs> and I basically think everything is funny and, uh, and I am very relaxed. Uh, and I don't pay attention. I don't take it on, and I don't take on negativity uh, in any way. And when I was young, I was very uh, easily offended, if you will. Uh, really? But, oh, I find that hard to believe. You've yeah. been, I mean, my experiences with you, I've never seen you angry, except when you were supposed to act angry, like at oh, the hard exactly. rock, where you're supposed to smash That's the right. guitar. On right. the, do you even play the guitar? <laughs> no, I do not. No, I do and not. And yet we all make you guitar. hold it for photos, right? That's okay. But you know what? And the, the thing with the hard rock was, uh, I could not break that guitar. I could not break it, no matter how hard I hit it. And then I just felt bad. 
because uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to smash the guitar. I felt, you know, they're expensive. I didn't want to. You had too much respect for it as well, I and not enough, not enough anger. See, that's what I'm talking about. For those of you listening, um, Biff opened the Hard Rock Casino out in Coquitlam when they converted to all the rock and roll theme and the new theater renaming and everything. And again, you were the headliner and cut the ribbons and all this. And they handed you a guitar and in punk rock anger, stereotypical style, you were supposed to destroy the place using the guitar kind of thing. And um, yep. she was so lovely and smiled through the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, but it just would don't not have it would not break. Would well, there's not your break. positivity coming through, which I've got to say is one of, I mean, it, it just, it sells, you just light up a, a room. You're always positive. Aww. Your spirituality is there, your tweets and your loveliness. And um, my goodness, this lady gets up before the, the dawn. You get up with the chickens and the sun. I mean, you're up you're welcoming the day. You're positively starting. I, I followed all your your tweets and your social oh, media in the early days you, there. Thank you. How do you do it? How um, do you do it? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know. You know, I just think that um, no matter what's going on, I think that a lot of a lot of people are the same. They have to find their time if they have a busy family, and they work full time as well. They just have to find their time where they can, you know, have their time to themselves. And for me, it's the morning. It's the early morning. But your spirituality, do you attribute this to a, a certain following? Or what do you grab onto when you feel like it's coming undone? Let us follow the Church of Biff here for a moment. What uh, do you grab onto when you possibly feel it coming a little bit unglued? We all we all get those moments, but I've never seen any of the... I just don't know if they... As I said, I, I, I want to adopt your positivity. Give, uh, us, give us a hint here. Give us a hint. <laughs> you know what? I think that even though my parents were missionaries, they were Christian missionaries, they did raise us uh, with the option and the opportunity to explore any and all religions, uh, including wow. Buddhism and Hinduism, uh, Hare Krishna, Jainism, Judaism, anything we wanted. And I believe, even though my dad accused me of being a cherry picker, I just, uh, we, we really do believe that all paths lead to God and God doesn't have to be an entity. It can just be good orderly direction, as they say. And, um, really, as long as you have a positive outlook and a happy heart, um, you're already in heaven, you know, and just oh. being able to come, take a deep breath and, and go back to that type of thinking is uh is imperative it's important for us spiritually uh as individuals and then you know within the context of all the relationships in our life whether they're our our family or our work work people or even strangers out in the world you know if we can have a heart that's full of positivity and love we're going to naturally spread that wow that is hard to do. There's a lot of energy out there these days. Yes, Not all of it good. If you can twist it. And I mean, it sounds so easy to say, you know, give love, give peace a chance. But to actively actively do and pursue that as, as a lifestyle every day takes a lot of effort. My hat off to you, my dear lady. Now, um, tell me, you've got a new album coming out. I do, and it's very exciting. We've been working on it for a couple of years. It's called Champion. And, um, you know, it started off in one direction. We thought we would put it out in 2020. And, of course, by the time spring came around in 2020, it was very obvious that 
there was right. a global mm-hmm. pandemic and we were we were not able to get behind it. I just didn't feel with everything going on in the world. Uh, and then when the summer started to unfold, there was just a racial uprising and so much social unrest. I just thought, yeah, the world needs to focus on all these important issues. They don't need a Biff Naked record in the world. It doesn't matter. Oh, and uh, and we just waited and kept writing and kept tweaking the songs that we had and wound up writing, I don't know, 30 more songs um, and kept going. And so now I'm hoping to put it out and it's uh, a lot bigger and, and bubblier than it was uh, when we first started. So I'm very excited. It's called Champion. Champion, everybody. Now we can find this on the regular, uh, you know, how are we doing records these days? Everything sort of seems to be on Spotify, Apple Music. We're connected to all the usual channels here. You could probably buy it. Um, we could look for it anywhere special, Biff? Well, definitely, yeah, on BiffNaked.com or HerRoyalMajestiesRecords.com. Uh, but keep your eyes peeled. Like you said, I'm always on social media, on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, we'll announce when it's coming out. I'm going to guess it'll be the fall. Wonderful. We will put all those links underneath for everybody to click through and gain access to our lovely Biff and Naked. Now, last question. We're wrapping up here, running out of time. I'd keep you talking for days and days and days, but we'll do this again. I always always hit everybody up for a second. (laughs) Where are you going to be and where do you see yourself in five years' time? In a miniskirt and heels, doing a concert. <laughs> I love it. Atta girl. Yes. That's why we love her. That's yeah. why we love her. Yeah. Beautiful inside and out. The lovely Biff Naked joining us today. We are so privileged to have you. Please give our best to everyone on your team, Peter, and etc. Everybody who helped us pull this together last minute. Our cover girl for our May June magazine. Everybody, you can pick up a copy of that. WestVancouver.com. Links below. Biff, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to see you again and give you a big hug. Oh my goodness, and I can't wait to see her perform again. She's the friend who you always make sing a song every time you see her. Love it. <laughs> everybody, th- thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll be back soon, so until that time, stay in touch and save me a smile.